Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much, as always, for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, all the same, it is greatly appreciated, and thank you for your constant, constant support. Now, it's been a long time coming. The film has been through development hell, constantly stopped starting, people being attached and leaving the project. I mean, we're talking all the way back from the, I think, 1980s, and then again, tried to get the project going in the early 2000s. But The Flash has finally been released to the world in this huge DC blockbuster starring Ezra Miller, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, Sasha Cal, and more, as to quote the unsuccessful DC movie, the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. And on this episode, I am once again joined by my very good friend, Mr. Ben Monnet. Mate, how are you doing, bud? I am very well, thank you, mate. Glad to be back. It's great to have you back again, mate, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go out and say that, that like, growing up, I didn't really have any interest in The Flash. Um, like, to be honest, I still wasn't fussed about the character even when Schneider started, like, planting the seeds in with the Justice League. Like, I, I knew of him, obviously, within the Josh Whedon film. I thought he was all right in that and liked him more so in the Schneider cut. But it's not the character that I was ever in a rush to read the comics of or, like, you know, if they were to release a film of the character, I wasn't really on that hype train for it. Um, the only thing I can really say about The Flash is that he just reminded me of Sheldon Cooper and that's about it. But what about yourself? Did you, did you enjoy the comics or anything or were you a fan? Um, to be honest, no. I was never a big fan of, well, of The Flash or even the Justice League as a whole. Yeah. Um, I always felt it was a bit overrated. I mean, any team that's got Superman on it is a bit overpowered. Yeah, yeah. So I was never really interested. But um, I only actually started getting interested in the character of The Flash when the, the TV show first came out. Okay, again, never watched that either. See, um, it was good to a certain extent, uh, to a certain point. Um, it was actually really good to a certain point. And that was the first time um, I'd seen Flash's powers used mm. in a cool way. Yeah. So that's kind of what intrigued me. Like There was like, in, in the TV series at least, there was, there was a particular scene where he saves people from a train. And it's the first time he actually is like dressed up as a Flash and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, look at all like, the red and the gold lightning yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. I thought it was really cool. Um, so it's pretty much ever since then I've been interested in the character. Yeah, but it's never one that I really cared about before. Yeah, no, I, I, I think with the whole that whole was it, was it CW that did yeah. the shows? Like yeah. I, I know I've never been too fussed by him, and I know they did like the Arrowverse, this and that, and all that jazz. And it seems like it's got a great following and such. And so like there was always that debate of who was the best Flash. But what I will say is, coming away from this film, I have been absolutely blown away. Um, director Andy Andy Machete, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Sorry, um, he, he you know he's, he helmed both the It films, which was re, which were re, well the first one was great, the second one not so much. But he has done a stellar stellar job uh, with this film, and like I would happily would be well on board with you know him directing another DC film or Marvel film, um, given it any opportunity. Like I honestly thought this film was fantastic. It has so much packed in. Uh, and I believe it does sit firmly as, like, up there as one of the best DC films. What about yourself? Certainly 100% up there with one of the best DC films. Definitely 100% one of the best films of the year, comic book or otherwise. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it it was new. It gave yeah. us something new, even if it was a character that people know. The way that they portrayed um, Barry using his powers and things like that. I, I felt I was I was actually really, really liked it, especially from like the first start of the film. Yeah. Um, I thought it was yeah it was it was something refreshing. It was something new, which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting to go into it thinking, oh yeah, another superhero film, yeah. kind of a bit meh, some cool bits. But yeah. I think um, I was actually really impressed because the DC has been in the shadow of Marvel for so long. Like, DC films, that is, have been in the shadow for, for Marvel. I mean, we, we understandably, I mean, they rushed everything to get a Justice League film yeah. out as opposed to Marvel taking that, what was it, like, te- how many years was it before we got the event? It was a few, it, it, it was a good few, yeah, years. Good I don't, few years. It wasn't... Characters apart from um, Scarlet Witch had their own film. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least one of their own films. So they kind of earned the right to have an Avengers film at that point. Yeah. Whereas with DC, you had Man of Steel... Batman versus Superman, and then all of a sudden, um, Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. It's a bit, bit too soon. Not even introduced the whole team yet. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, we got we got like obviously you know driplets and, and and pockets of little information about the other you know meta humans yeah. in Batman versus Superman, but it wasn't enough to just suddenly be like, oh yeah, here they are, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> but I genuinely, genuinely thought this film, as you say, was just from start to finish. 
I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really great. Um, and, you know, before we do dive in, obviously we are going to keep it spoiler-free to the start, but we're going to probably have to dive in. We said before, we're going to have to dive into spoils a little bit later, but do not worry because we will warn you. Obviously, that there is a massive elephant in the room with the issue surrounding the film and its release itself, you know, in particular with, with Ezra. Um you know, obviously, the things that I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too bogged down in all of this. We're not gonna go over everything yeah. that he's done since everything came out and whatever. Uh, I had another read today of some of the stuff, and I was like, Gordon Bennett. Um, anyways, but you know, the things that have been done outside this movie have really cast a bit of a black cloud, uh-huh. which is understandable, as they're really not good things that have come out um, about them and the actions that they have done. But I want to give the film a proper review and not one based on those actions because at the end of the day the film is brilliant like end of the day the film is really good a lot of fun one of the best times at cinemas that i've had recently uh, and that's what we were saying it's two in two now we've had spider-verse yeah. which was great and yeah. then this uh, especially in such quick succession yeah um considering what we've what we've had over the last year yeah exactly um i was yeah i was actually typical for me nowadays i was going into it thinking yeah it could be good yeah. let's see and then I, I was so glad when I came out of it as well. Unbelievable, unbelievably. Um, so yeah, I mean that's all I want to say on the you know the 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 black cloud around it is that I just want to give the rev- the film the the review that it deserves because it it's great. You know, I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, it was it was well paced. It was well written. Obviously, I'm I'm not going to try and get to the spoiler section um, just yet. <laughs> but I actually liked I actually liked Barry as a character. Yeah, like yeah. I actually liked him. I was quite invested in his story and his journey and stuff yeah. like that when to say that i'm not ezra miller fan take away everything that allegedly done outside of acting i'm not a biggest fan of ezra miller as an actor no. um i wasn't the biggest fan of his portrayal as the flash so far but i think he nailed it yeah and i i echo those sentiments basically and we're going to talk about obviously the journey and such in this podcast episode so before we do so we're going to give a quick shout out to the socials as we always do the podcast is available on apple spotify and google podcasts as to rss.com all that jazz you know where to find the podcast give us a like and a follow on uh, all that and hit notification give us a review sorry leave us a review hit the review button or whatever it is and jump onto uh, yeah instagram facebook search your blogs about films like and follow on there to keep up to date with the podcast right then the flash desperate to save his murdered mother and clear the name of his father barry allen aka the super speedster the Flash travels back in time. Instead, he triggers a chain of events that sees him running around with a younger alternate self and a very different Batman whilst trying to save the multiverse. Now, obviously, the multi- multiverse is a big thing in Hollywood right now. Um, and that's fine by me as long as they can pull it off. Like, And I would say that only four comic movies have managed that excellently, which one being The Flash and the other three are all Spider-Man movies, obviously, into Across the Spider-Verse and then you've got No Way Home. But the possibilities they can do with the multiverse is so grand and The Flash really shows that. Yeah, I really like what they did. Um, The fact that um, things could be so similar, but yet something quite drastically is different. Yeah. Um, And it like, like how it takes Barry a while to realise, oh, like this is not like this is not right something's not on yeah um and yeah just 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 the, the pacing of it i really like the pacing of it i mean again i'm not gonna get to spoilers just yet i wasn't the biggest fan of the ending but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it it's, it's one of the well, yeah we will cross that because it, it, it can get you can get lost in the multiverse as and and i i actually i actually went back and um, Googled and, and tried to get the actual explanation from Michael Keaton's Batman, you know, the whole spaghetti side of it, which, yeah. again, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But I thought that was a really easy and simple analysis of how it all works, really. And that, and that, that again, opened up the, the, the more possibilities of what exactly they could do. But I just feel like The Flash showed it all so well. Like, I think that in, in, in a way, and this isn't anything taken away of what Marvel and that have done, I feel like they they handled the multiverse so much better in this film. It, it, I'm comparing that to No Way Home, basically, because okay. Across the Spider-Verse is a remarkable feat, and I, I don't want to keep comparing the two cause it's, or anything like that, but I just think that some of the things that they managed to, to capture and to present in the multiverse, or, or rather, you know, Barry, you know, in that kind of speed force, whatever the speed, the the, the multiverse zone or whatever yeah. it is that he's in, that he's running through or whatever. I thought it was just excellent. I, I felt that they did such a good job, and again, no spoilers, but they they, they certainly certainly kept the cards close to the chest with the surprises. Yeah, and I think with what we, we know about the multiverse 
um, as as viewers yeah. with everything multiverse from all the different films that we've seen that kind of, kind of have that concept. I like how this was different. Yeah. And it kind of does stand alone. It's like it is its own thing. And it made sense. Like you, like you said, the, the explanation of a multiverse and alternative realities and stuff like that, it kind of was plausible or it's like you didn't need a, you didn't need a bachelor's in like science yeah. to, to get it. Yeah. And to be able to understand it and just to get with the plot of the film. Yeah. Uh, which I think was really good. So I'm, I'm glad. And that's one of the things that I like most about this whole thing, how different it was. Yeah. Um, how they put things together, especially Barry using his powers. I thought it was really, really, yeah. it, it, it made me like really, really be invested in what was going on on the screen. I think that is the, the, the best, the, the best word for it. You are invested in this film. Like from start to finish, I was really like, I cared for the character. I wanted him to succeed in what he wanted to do. I obviously loved seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman and all of that, but the every beat, every step of the way, I was all for it. And 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 that's why I've come away. Like I'm actually surprised. I said this with my friends, I'm surprised how much I've actually really enjoyed this film. Like I genuinely am. Now we've seen, you know, multiple times of characters being given, you know, the chance to go back and rectify things, this and that. But the Flash is like really the first to do this and have such I would say a bigger repercussion and ripple effect that I felt had such a great payoff as we've kind of been glossing over now already. Um, you know, we will dive you know more into that a little bit later. But I just thought that you've already said about the pacing itself; it was grand. The story for me was one of the better ones as well. Like that—that's that, that, the thing for me is because the film itself has been under fire for some pretty bad. People on Twitter annoy me, anyways, half the time. But I genuinely, genuinely think people have gone in really gunning to hate this film, and they have been slating the CGI. You know, the the film got. Uh, premiered a few weeks ago to early an early screening where the CGI wasn't even finished yet and still people are kicking off about the CGI but like 90% of it looks pretty good to me 90% of it looked pretty good there were bits yeah that weren't top notch but mostly the action set pieces were absolutely terrific and it kept me at the edge of my seat yeah it was the action set pieces they did perfectly it was the bits that were out of the action yeah. that were a bit janky like that 10% that you mentioned yeah um you, you do notice it yeah. Like it, especially like other films that are very um, special effects orientated. People have said like people have said about stuff that was in Guardians that wasn't good mm-hmm. about in Ant Man and this stuff that I've missed. Yeah. Whereas this time it's almost like oh yeah I can definitely see that's off. Yeah. Oh that was a bit rushed there. Okay, and then it was straight into the next set piece. It was like you didn't kind of really yeah. care as much. I think that for me is as well because the reason why I'm, I'm so forgiven of it is because the story. I said to you straight when we came out, I was like, I can let that ten percent or whatever bad CGI or whatever go because the story was actually really, really good. There's so much packed in there. Yeah. Um, it does make you forgive those niggles or whatever that you're not really too too fussed about. Yeah. But you, you you mentioned as well at the opening of the film, like. That sets you straight in with what you know, what we're expected really to see. Because we see this epic and great sequence of the Flash and Batfleck take down a bunch of robbers, which was really, really top notch. And it's here straight away where we start to see the Flash become his own lead in the film. And, and what I'm what I mean by that is is that the Flash, as we've said, has always been kind of that jokey supporting role character. Yeah. And that's what he's doing in this moment. At the start of the film, he is literally I mean he calls himself the janitor of the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. He's always cleaning up after everyone. But the film is his story and it's his growth to become a serious player amongst the heroes which is what i really enjoyed about the film like we're watching that growth you know starting off as just a guy who's struggling with his responsibilities he's still fractured and broken from the loss of his mom and the imprisonment of his father and then by the end obviously by the end of the film you know following meeting his younger self and learning from the mistakes and you know how annoying that younger personality is which again we'll come to that but he grows up and he understands what he has to do yeah definitely i mean i've got a um i think we should have a moment of silence for batflick Oh my goodness, if, Because once again, that was an awesome Batman yeah. portrayal. Like, I don't know... I, for me, I think he could be the best live-action Batman, but yeah. I don't want to get shot by, by snipers on the internet for saying well, that. Well, that could be another podcast for another day of us <laughs> talking about which is the best... Like, just discussing or ranking the best ranking Batman. The Batman. But yeah, it was another good performance. And I did... Like, I like how Batman's doing some business and then Barry, I kind of need your help, mate. Yeah. And Barry's like, mate... I'm, I'm trying to get to work. I'm yeah. I'm late for work. It's like no Barry needs you now. And then obviously then Barry has to get into into being the janitor of the Justice yeah. League. But he handles it really well. And the fact that he knows his position, he knows his role. 
It's almost like, oh, I'm just kind of supporting Batman doing his thing. Yeah. He's okay with it? Yeah. It, it, it was such a good explosive opening. Like, it really set you off. Like, it was, you're thrown straight into, not, not, I'm not saying you throw it, it's like, it opens up and it's like, buff, yeah. we're off. There's obviously a little bit of build up to it all kicking yeah. off, but it was so much, so much fun. And, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it time and time again with, with films, with, with fast characters, I should say, <laughs> like Quicksilver or whatever in, in, in X-Men and whatever. But, you know, The Flash doesn't necessarily break new ground with the whole going so fast, everything's so slow. It's just like another thing that that these characters do now, or these films do, where we have to like show like the slow motion, like yeah. babies flying everywhere or whatever from a hospital, and this and that, and he's trying to catch them or whatever. Like, but it's so much fun because yeah. you're like already rooting for this character, and I think it just that comes down to like his interactions, like you say with Alfred or with Batman or whatever. But yeah, that opening sequence was was pretty textbook, really. Yeah, definitely. And again, it gave us something new and something visually different to what we've seen. Um, and yeah, uh, just Barry doing his thing is it, it, it really does look good. It, it, it's epic, and and again, I like this whole I like this relationship he has with Bruce Wayne. Obviously, Bruce Wayne and Batman, but Bruce Wayne like it's almost like he wants he wants him to, he wants him to be better. Flash Barry Allen wants him and Bruce Wayne to be like best mates yeah. almost like wants to hang out, wants to chill. But like I, I, I there's almost like a you do get that res- reservedness of of like Batman's or Bruce I should say even allowing that kind of friendship or relationship because he's so used to like Barry yeah. losing people yeah and that's the thing and it's like um, I think Bruce get, had that kind of almost like a big brother kind of vibe yes going he on, did yeah um, where it's like listen to me younger brother I kind of know what I'm talking yeah. about you are who you are because of what you've gone through um, so don't be in a rush to change who you yeah. are almost um, and if only Barry thought about it for more than he did <laughs> well this is it because I, I would say that that batfleck has probably the, the most important and key line of the film which is obviously when he's you know when barry's saying i could go back i could change everything i could i could save my mom I, you know I could, I could save your parents yeah. this and that and then bruce is like but the scars are what makes us who we yeah. are you, you don't go back to erase them kind of and it's yeah. like that there in itself is something that barry should have as you say should have listened to from the get-go because what happens and what transpires is a whole world of mess really yeah. that he causes but i think that that it was just fun. You know what I mean? It was so much fun. Like we have to talk about that fantastic dynamic as well with the older Barry and the younger Barry, because he ends up obviously, as we know, in 2013, like yeah. as where he falls out of the, you know, he goes back and changes things, falls out of the, 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 the speed zone or whatever and into the 2013 new universe. Now, we've already said it's funny. It's a very funny film, but most of it comes from the back and forth between those two Barrys, you know, the, the, this side of, having this younger version who is really, really, you know, immature yeah. and you've got an older, wiser Barry. And I think that Machete had this fantastic idea to have the lead role be Barry and a supporting role as well of the film to be Barry, which allowed the film to thrive in its in in, in all its glory, really. Barry's character, as we've stated a number of times, has always been the Joker. But having this this dynamic and having these big moments, I mean, he got his big moments in the, the Schneider Cut when he went back in time to save everyone, which was a really, really excellent, again, visual and, and moment in that, in that story, in the yeah. film. But he's never been a serious character, so the development allowed this for the character, like with these two versions of him. And then by the, you know, by the end of it all, it's, it's excellent, and you believe him that he is the lead, it's his film. Yeah, I think it was an interesting character arc um, across the whole film, the fact that kind of he had to kind of grow up quite quickly yeah and realized that he'd made a mistake i think that was probably barry's biggest yeah biggest thing like oh it's like oh my god i actually have screwed yeah. things up yeah um i need i need help to fix it um and then not real not kind of understanding how to go about it because at the start he's like he thinks he's sawed it anti he thinks yeah. he's sussed it essentially because he's just, it's just as simple as that like, i i run i run fast enough back in time save my mum and then everything's cool yeah but obviously, as soon as he sees obviously the other Barry come in, who is obviously like a clearly younger stoner, basically, yeah. which is great fun. He's like, "Oh my goodness, this is actually all going wrong. I need to make sure this and that because technically, in this universe that he's fell into, yeah. there shouldn't be a Flash. No, he should be the Flash. And, and the thing is, they don't explain it. They we just kind of have to like the audience has to just just yeah. understand it and catch up and just carry on with it. Yeah, which I, I liked as well. It's almost like it put ownership in the audience to actually again be invested in what was going on yeah like it's one of those films that you if you don't watch it in the cinema which i encourage you all to do so mm-hmm. um don't be on your phone when it's on and on tv otherwise because yeah. you'll miss bits and pieces even dialogue or or things that were said or not said even between between characters um you kind of need to pay attention to what's going yeah. on and i think you'll enjoy it better if you do yeah 
And, and this, this is again echoing those sentiments. I, I would absolutely say people go see this at the cinema because yeah. it's going to, it, you will, you will leave very, very happy. But what was also pretty cool is because obviously the the DC universe, DCEU or whatever, have rushed along and tried to get these characters in this and that. Like, we never had an origin story for Barry. Like, yeah. we never saw what happened. But then this film yeah. flips it yeah. and we do see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I won't go down too much balls with that, but how they did that, incorporating the two Barrys for that for that origin story yeah. was excellent. And again, it's new. Like, I wasn't expecting that to happen because yeah. I, I kind of got, like, a plot synopsis months ago that kind yeah. of alluded to the fact that Barry would kind of like something would happen to Barry effectively, and I was like, okay, so how's that going to work? How is it going to how is it going to function? Like, yeah. is he just going to be Barry without speed in the past, and that's it? Yeah. Um, and then even the, the plot to to get him to get him back to who he was before and stuff like that. I just think it. I just yeah. I just I just kind of loved it. It, it on it. Yeah. It, it just ticks along so nicely. It's so nice and refreshing to talk about something that we genuinely really enjoy. <laughs> We're saying this before. This is the first. Super film that we've done together, of film on the podcast where we've actually been like, I don't, I don't really have much niggles for this film. I think the yeah. only, the, my main niggle is I hate the suit, the Flash's suit in this film. I hate it. Um, which which one? Uh, the, the the actual oh, not, not the not the makeshift Batman one, the right. actual one that comes out of the ring. I just hate it. It looks like a red condom. <laughs> um, I, I guess well, when you look at like sprinters and stuff and what they wear, it's all like tight, like fitting and lycra yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah. I, I get it. I like how they poked fun at the way that Barry runs as well. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was just perfect because, um, as a fan or someone that, that that likes those types of films, you think to yourself, "Why is he doing it that way?" Like it looks like a real weird motion and stuff like that. And I just liked how they played on it. Yeah. And the like you mentioned earlier, the humor throughout the whole film was really good. It was like the jokes that you kind of think about as a member of the audience, you yeah. kind of see the humor in it and then they kind of play up to that's, that's the, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. And it, like, there's nothing hidden behind it. That's the joke. Barry's being a bit stupid or, or he's, you know, face through the floor and stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's just like the simple jokes that kind of really landed. And also there's like jokes as well of like, that like millennials or even Gen X, I don't even know what these, yeah. but the <laughs> jokes about films and who was in films, yeah. like with, with flipping it on the multiverse and different actors in that film. It just, all of that was just a chuckle, etc. It was yeah. really, really, really great. But touching on the, the humour there, like I think again, it was it was just where it needed to be, especially because nowadays with most comic films, they rely heavily on making people laugh or like, especially when it involves breaking tension or an emotional moment in particular. Marvel do it all bloody time. It's like you can't have a serious moment without someone just cracking out like a, a fart joke yeah. or something ridiculous like that. And so like it's so not needed. And, and that's one of the reasons why like I've not been enjoying the MCU so much. But The Flash... Um, you know what they've done with it they've got the tone completely right because at the end of the day this film is dare I say the word it's about family <laughs> um, and again Vin Diesel yeah when he pops up in this in, in his in his car it's ridiculous. I'm only kidding only kidding uh, this is a very very like the theme family that's a very very big part of the film obviously you know Barry wants to go back and save his mum this and that and these are where the heartstrings are pulled up like Machete allowed these emotional moments to play out rather than cutting them off with some absolute dumb quip like some really beautiful moments in this film you know there are there are a ton of them but especially when it you know involves Barry when he does you know save his mum and he gets a glimpse of what life is like you know but still you know still having them all around and such but and especially towards the end Again, won't touch, won't go too far into spoils with that just yet. But there was a there, honestly watery eyes in the audience, mate. Watery eyes. It was very, very beautiful. Yeah, and again, I think that goes back to what I was saying about the pacing throughout the whole film. It kind of it was really a roller coaster, and it was one that you you were quite happy to be on. Yeah. Um, so obviously the action set pieces were great. The the slowdown kind of dialogue bits were also great. The the funny moments were in the right place and stuff. It was just it was just really good. I'm I'm quite glad that if this guy is going to be helming more um, DC films mm. for a start. I mean, yes, please give him a, a Marvel gig. Marvel, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, yeah. he deserves a chance. Uh, I hear you're doing Fantastic Four soon. <laughs> give this guy a chance or something. But um, I, I liked I liked how how the production came together. Like I can't I can't fault enough. Um, 
the extra work that was put into this film, whether it was rewrites or reshoots or whatever it was going on, because obviously this film's been in production for years, four years, yeah. five years. Well, I mean, they've they've wanted to get a flash film as I said, start from the eighties, and then yeah. early two thousands they tried getting it going again, and it just kept. They just push back after push back, but obviously in particular, I think the when you think you think about when the Flash first, yeah, so he first showed up in 2016 in Batman vs Superman, right. and then again in the Suicide Squad because yeah. obviously they announced all these films that yeah. were going to come out, and it was around then that you know you got the announcement there would be a Flash film, that yeah. there would be Aquaman, that there yeah. would be this and that, and it's just never happened, and it's taken so long for that film. I mean, would that that's like what like nearly pushing like ten what like eight years ago something daft like that? You and, know what I mean? It's it's crazy how long it's been. Yeah, and I think it was it was worth the wait. Oh yeah, definitely 100%. worth the wait. Yeah, hundred percent worth the wait. And as you say there, like I, I'd get, I'd get Andy Muschietti on. I mean, I've, I've heard he's, he's rumored to be attached to the Batman film, Brave and the Bold. I'd be fine with that. I'd be hundred percent fine with that. Did you catch, just quickly speaking, did you catch his cameo in the film? No. It was, it was towards the end of the film when Barry's going to the court. There's a guy that's about to bite something, and he whips it out of his hands. Uh, oh. That's the director. yeah. Oh, that's the director. Yeah. I was trying to think of like who is that? Like yeah. I thought like. Is that camera? Is like is that a famous actor that yeah, I don't yeah. recognise? It was, it was a lingering shot, weren't it? And it was a bit from the office, or no? Okay, it's just me. <laughs> no, it was yeah, just nice little cameo, uh, nice little cameo from that. But you know, we've we've touched upon obviously we'd love to see obviously you know Andy Machete doing um, more more films, but. Like I said, I, I've never been fussed on the Flash, and and I know that there's obviously all this, you know, surrounding Ezra at the minute, and 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 this and that. But you know, I'd be more than happy for for more Flash films after this film. And but then again, if it is just a one and done, that's fine. I get it. I get that. If this is it, and they're not going to move forward with it, I mean, I I don't know. I, I I can see them doing more. I can see him still being involved with it. But even if it isn't, this is one really great movie. I think that this will be such a big hit worldwide, they will do another Flash movie. Mm. Wherever they get to it, like um, James Gunn will have to shoehorn it into his plans or something like that. Mm. I know his, maybe he doesn't have it at the moment, but I think that the success of this film, and uh, like this is the type of superhero film that's going to get your average, I don't care about yeah. superheroes, like to go and watch it, and yeah. go and watch it in the cinema as well, and actually enjoy it. Um and I don't think you've had one of those types of films. Spider-Man probably was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Where, where unless you're a die-hard fan, you are actually you're not gonna gonna bother. Yeah. Whereas with this, I think that like, like I'll be at work on Monday going on about how good it was, which will probably think someone will be like, actually, I will check out. Yeah. And I will go and take take the missus to go and see it and stuff like that. Yeah. I agree. I, I was chatting to people at work today again. I was saying that you definitely should check it out. Like, I think what's good as well is is that they've waited a couple of weeks after Spider Verse came out, and they've also released it a couple of weeks before. Uh, you know, in well, Indie comes out in a couple of weeks, but also Mission Impossible is due out in the next few weeks as well. Yeah. So there's enough time in there because I think is it, two, it was a two hundred million dollar budget film or something like that. It's and I think more. I think that, that at the minute it's projected over the opening weekend to be getting about one hundred and fifty five million. Okay. So there, it, it could be on track to at yeah. least get its money back but whether it reaches up to a or billion. close to a billion yeah. that's 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 the key in it that's that's what's going to make or break yeah. if they're going to do any more flash films i think and well i i don't think that other comic book properties whether they're dc or marvel you shouldn't compare yourself to infinity war end game no definitely not um no. you should just try and do your own thing and yeah. find your own market and find your own audience and like um but I, I, well, the point I was originally making, sorry, was that I think if if Ezra Miller is the Flash to step to like for the long term, I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. Whereas before last night, I probably wouldn't have said that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, mate. I'm absolutely with you on that, absolutely. Um, but you know, credit where credit is due. Ezra is pretty good in this film. I thought, as Barry, they did a very, very, very good job. Um, I was all behind them all the way through. As this character, as stated, wanting them to achieve what their their goal was. Because, as we've established, you know, he messes up the timelines, going back to save his mum, this and that. And in doing so, creates a world where there is no metahumans, which isn't good when you've got the evil General Zod arriving to Earth to cause some destruction, and then no one's there to, to, to stop them. Now this is where we're going to start talking about some supporting cast now because yeah. there is one character that the two Barrys can look for help, yes. that being Batman. Not the Batman that Barry's familiar with. 
In steps Michael Keaton. Wow, 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 mate. I just love the concept that it's, it doesn't matter what kind of universal reality we're in, we're always, there's always going to be a Batman. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent take. Because my goodness, uh, Michael Keaton is a scene stealer at times in this film. Like, to be fair, like, all the characters were really, really excellent, really great. But seeing him back as Wayne and Batman was such a joy. Um, you know, it looks like he had a lot of fun on set. Like, it really did. And it seemed to just, he just stepped back into that role absolutely absolutely brilliantly and you know there was so much back gliding as well like which through you know new special effects and because obviously the, the technology has grown and, and got them so much better since when he was Batman it's absolutely fantastic and with the aid of incredible cinematography and camera angles I, they just managed to capture his back gliding absolutely brilliantly yeah, I think we got more out of this Batman than ever before yeah but no I actually really liked um I liked how, when he appears I liked why it's him yeah um I liked how walking through um, Wayne Manor, it was almost like, oh my God, that is actually Wayne Manor from yeah. back in the day. Um, and the theme tune as well. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't remember the theme tune until last night. And it's almost like, yes, yep. that's Batman music. I've I, I read a note straight down. I've been like, you know, on top of all of the brilliance of having Michael Keaton back and the amazing action, like Danny Elfman's Batman theme just been ringing in my head ever since. I, I was saying as well, just just moment or two ago, I've been watching the Batman animated series again today because I've just been inspired by it ever since. But, you know, that sequence where they say they're saving, you know, Kara, a.k.a. Supergirl, chef's kiss, absolutely chef's kiss. One thing after another after another, it was just absolutely yeah. 10 out of 10, that sequence. Yeah. And again, it's almost like, again, no matter what universe you're in, there's a Batman and they mm. kind of go about things very similarly. Like yeah. they've all got a, okay, right, I'm, someone's going to have to get like... Ten, 10 guys going to have to get knocked the F out because yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm Batman. That's what I do. <laughs> and it kind of just, just perfectly, it just works. It did, mate. It did. Like, it, honestly, I'm just, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, honestly, like, it's, Keaton was wonderful, yeah. It, and, and people have been saying that, or like, not, not people, some folk have been saying that the film should be called Batman Flashpoint and something like that, which is completely wrong. That couldn't be any further from the truth. Like, Batman is not the lead of this film. He is literally a supporting cast member, probably even less so than the second Barry. He's there, he's great, yeah. but it's not his film. Yeah, because he's he's in it for less than the second Barry. Yeah, 100%. I think. And um, obviously he doesn't get as much dialogue as second Barry, but um, no, yeah, I disagree with the internet or whatever that are saying. Yeah. It. I, I, I think it's quite aptly a, a Flash film. It is a yeah. Flash-centric story, um, it's just that he needs help for some, for some, for some mates. Yeah. Also for some new mates that he has to find. Yeah, this is it. And again, you know, with, with, with the final key player in this cast, obviously, is Supergirl, played by uh, Sa- Sasha Kyle. Um, honestly, I, I think she's stunning and I, I loved her in this role. I, if I had to pick a negative, is that I would probably have liked to see a little bit more from Supergirl, just a little bit more. However, the film ha- already has so much already going on that they probs you know, probably did have the right amount of screen time for her character. But again, she was great. And the action sequences following her escape, you know, as you said, one thing after another after another. But when she's escaped, when she escapes, obviously when Barry saves her this and that, which already that that too creates a great relationship between the two of them. You know, you've got this you've got this alien being that's been locked away obviously by the by the Russians or whatever it yeah. is that they're that they're holding her or something. And then, you know, this this kid just finds her and is like no, we have to save her. It's like, we're actually looking for Superman, but we yeah, actually, yeah. we can't leave her here. Straight away, she's like, well, okay, then this 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 guy or these these people, there is good here. There yeah. is something to defend. So I really like that. Yeah, because she, she was perfectly within her rights to hate any person that came near her ever again. Yeah, yeah. And the first opportunity to escape, I'm, I'm gone. And um, I like, the, yeah, the fact that she trusted them, like, because they had no reason to continue trying to save her when they realised this is not who they were looking for. Yeah. Um, which I guess instantly got her on side. Yeah, is it was it, was it Siberia that she was held in actually? Was it um, Russia or Siberia? Yeah, Siberia. Uh, I don't know. Do they mention the Russians? Are they allowed to mention the Russians these days? Well, this is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure at all. I'm really not sure. But yeah, it was uh, it was excellent. Anyway, as I say, all of that, the breakout sequence, seeing them, seeing all of them together and such, and then obviously we do we'll come to obviously more of the uh, the action set piece at the end a little bit later. But yeah. Really, really excellent stuff from uh, from all all three of them uh, in that moment. Um, and we've spoken a little bit about Zod's, you know, and it is great to see Michael Shannon back in this role. I thought it was a nice touch that both, you know, um, Andy Machete and, and Michael and Michael Shannon they reached out to Zack Schneider just to see if it was all right about the characters coming back. I thought it was really nice, and Schneider giving them Schneider giving them the blessing. 
but of course, like it's not really the same Zod that we saw in Man of Steel that we've seen before. And to be honest, it, there's they've, they've not done anything like with him where you're like, oh my god, what have they done with this character? Blah blah. blah. It's just that it's just a different represent or different version of that character. Yeah, but especially because of. Um, what Zod and his crew were actually doing at the time, yeah. like their actual purpose at that time, obviously was slightly different to when they first arrived yeah. um, in Man of Steel. So you kind of can relate. I, I, I think I would have liked a bit more Zod. I would have liked a bit more Zod just being threatening and demanding. And it's like, when he showed up, it's like, yeah, okay. I remember that from Man of Steel, actually. Mm. Um, so it didn't go too far left to that, but it yeah. was a different portrayal, definitely. Yeah. I think as well, because the internet's kind of been set up as well, uh, set ablaze again, because Shannon uh, has gone on to say that him returning wasn't in the, the same in-depth character study situation that he had in Man of Steel and that it felt like someone playing with action figures. Now, this, again, as I say, has caused a bit of a stir on the internet, in particular people who want to hate this film. They're like, this is, right. this is yeah, whatever. But I think it's been taken out of context, if I'm being honest, because... Once you see the film, you'll understand what he means. Like that battle at the end with Zod, you know, it's, it's, it's excellent, it's pretty great. Um, and a lot happens involving time travel and this and that, which, again, talk in a second more about that. So with that, yes, if you're going to start messing, you can do, oh, we'll change it up, this and that. It's going to feel like you're a kid playing with your toys and mixing things up for your own story. Like, I didn't mind it at all, but, like, I get what he's saying, but it's a paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it is a paycheck at the end of the day. And also, he's there. He didn't have to, he didn't have to agree to it if he didn't want to be well, yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, when he got the, um, you know, the Warner Brothers truck of money showed up, with uh, yeah. this is what we want you to do. He, he he said yes to it. So I think I think yeah. Just like most things, people say are taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah, it's a shame that it's, it is coming down to obviously just people that 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 don't want. I don't know. It, it, I I just keep saying that my response: to people who aren't fussed about the film, don't watch it. No, I get I get I get the sentiment that you're making. Like people seem like they wanted to hate this film from the very outset. Yeah. Uh, and there was people that were talking crap about it that hadn't seen it, hadn't, they've heard like plot synopsis or whatever, and yeah. that was it. And yeah. they just decided that they weren't going to like it. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, but you've not seen it yet. Okay, fair enough. We've all seen a trailer for a film and thought, actually, that's going to be terrible. Yeah. And then it turns out to be terrible. Yeah. And it's almost like, see? Um, but I, I, I would encourage people to go and see it. Don't believe the internet, either the ones that are saying it's the best superhero film ever all the ones that are saying, actually, it's no good. Yeah. Just go and see it and make your own judgment. Again, echo those sentiments, mate. It's, that's it, isn't it? It's just like, just just make your own opinion, form your own opinion. Don't listen to whatever Twitter's saying or, you know, Joe Blogs from here or there or whatever's saying. It's it's really good because I, I want to dive into a few more spoiler details, obviously, uh, now, basically. But before we obviously do with that, this film was an absolute hoot. Like, I thought it was really great. The action was ace. The story was really excellent. And so many moments that will make you smile from ear to ear, laugh, cry, honestly. It, I am just so surprised how good this film is. Now, out of 10, mate, what would you... I mean, I, I'm struggling between an 8 and a 9 out of 10. So I might end up going down the middle and saying 8.5. Okay. <laughs> so uh, one of my good mates uh, messaged me uh, this morning and asked me what, what I would give it. And I said 8.5. And, and he was he felt that I was being a bit generous. Generous? Yes, he felt I was being a bit generous because he said 8. And I was like, I need to see it again. And I need to see it again quite quickly to decide to, to secure that 8.5. Yeah. But it's definitely 8.5, if not 9. Yeah. I'm with you on that, mate, because I turned to my wife in the film and it was around the time that they met Michael Keaton's Batman and I just was like, I'm really enjoying this film. And she was like, I'm also very much enjoying this film. Like From from the start to finish, it, it zipped along yeah. perfectly. Um, I don't think eight and a half is been too generous i think it's i think it's a per, i think yeah i mean a, a, you could push me to a nine is what i'm saying basically i think that if i was to see it again um it could even shoot up to that really um it is such a such a well put together film and everyone involved um you know the team behind i can see why warner brothers were like we need to get this film out yeah i'm, I'm glad that it wasn't one of the projects that they've canned and i'm now is aquaman coming out this year is that yeah, this year? December, November, so, December, is it? Okay, yeah. so I'm now back into that. Okay, Aquaman quite, might be quite good then. Yeah. Um, if they take the time and effort that they're doing that they did with with the Flash, I think Aquaman will be good. But yeah, definitely go and check out Barry Allen in the cinema. Here's a question then. Obviously, before we do dive into spoils, which listeners obviously can stick around a little bit longer for this, but I, I was trying to work out 
you know, you say it's the best film since this. This is it. Like in yeah. terms of DC, like I'm not going to compare it to Marvel. I know we've had some terrible DC because DC have had some shockers. Like honestly, some shockers. Now, the ones that I would, the ones obviously that stand out in terms of DC, and we're, we're probably talking all the way back to Dark Knight. Everyone says that. That's the comparison into everyone I always exactly. goes to. They always go, it's the best film since The Dark Knight. This yeah. and that. So like. The only films I can think of since The Dark Knight, DC-wise, that have really, really, really impressed me mm-hmm. with The Suicide Squad, because I absolutely adored that film from yeah. James Gunn. thought it was crazy fun, marvellous, yeah. bloody, go whatever, and Schneider's Justice League, uh-huh. again. But with the Justice League film, the reason why I think that The Flash is better than the Justice League, Schneider cut, okay. is because it's not four hours long for starters, <laughs> and you can, what, like you said, anyone who is not a big comic fan or whatever, can sit and enjoy this film. Yeah, I would probably put it a little bit above um, the Snyder cut mm. um, version of the Justice League. Um, not by much, but I, I would probably put it up there. But I think, yeah, it's a more personal story. Um, and yeah, it's probably because it's not as long. Um, and you didn't need to... you Like... People who would enjoy this film if they've not seen any other DC film, if they're not, if they don't know who Barry Allen is, you'll soon find out. Like yeah. it's not essential that you have seen <coughs> his other um, appearances. Mm. Uh, it would help, obviously, but it's not essential. Yeah. And I think at the moment, like especially with Marvel films, you are kind of stuck with that unless you've seen, like, for anyone going into Doctor Strange three, whenever that happens, unless you've seen Doctor Strange two, you're going to be like, what the f is going on? <laughs> yeah, like you're not yeah. going to be able to get it. Even when you watch the trailers and stuff like that, I know that's a few years in the future and stuff, but I feel that um, you don't need to be, well, you're not in that, that same situation here. Yeah, this is it, exactly that. It's one for everyone. Um, just go see it, basically, listeners. Yeah. Um, it's really great. I, I do think that the other film as well that I did enjoy, sorry, DC-wise, was Birds of Prey. I feel like I got a bit of a bad rap. Like, I think that's a bit of an underappreciated you know one. That's one I've actually forgotten about. I forgot about that because um, the villain was actually quite good. Oh, um, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, yeah, Ewan McGregor yeah. played the villain in that. I've forgotten how good we actually thought his performance was. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be good to revisit that. Obviously, DC, DC fans, um, they haven't had a lot to shout about. Yeah. Um, and it's almost quite sporadic when you do have a good DC film. Yeah. Um, because until the second Suicide Squad, what was the last DC film that we liked was The Batman. And then the one before that was... You mentioned The Batman then. That's another film. Sorry, obviously I absolutely love The Batman yeah. as well with Robert Pattinson. But I mean, in terms of... Because that's not part of the DCU. Oh, right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? So like, that, that's it, isn't it? That, 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 just want to put that out there, listeners. I am in no way saying... <laughs> that any of those films I've just said are better than The Batman. Obviously, the only one that could compete with The Batman starring Robert Pattinson is The Dark Knight, you know what I mean? But The Batman is not part of the DCEU, DCU, whatever it is. So even as an avid diehard fan, I've forgotten about that. I forgot that the the, the Joker is in its own thing, the Batman is in its yeah. own thing, and then you've got the DCEU or the DCU, whatever it's called then or now. Um, that is type, that's the type of thing that could be a little bit off-putting to someone who's not us yeah. going into it. But... Don't be off-put by that. Just go and see a film about The Flash and he's quick yeah. and he can do stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's worth going to see. Definitely going to see. And just take it, just take all the cameos as they come, you know, in terms <laughs> yeah. of anyone, any of the characters that's been in any of the DCU films, DCU, just be like, okay, they're, they're in this yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's um, it's great. It's, it's really great. Um, so we're going to we're gonna obviously talk about spoilers now. Um, so if you've not seen the film, don't listen any further. We probably won't talk, won't stay on too much longer about it, but there's just a few things that happen in this film that I really want to... Uh, yeah, to dive in. So this is your final uh, final warning before we do go into more spoiler territory, more in-depth stuff. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. Come back and check out the spoilers when you've seen the film. So then, here we go. Spoils from now. What One of the things I want to jump straight into is that we spoke about, obviously, General Zod and stuff, and obviously, like, um, we were saying about we want him to be uh, more of a... I don't know, more, more vocal or more, yeah. more key player in the actual villain role. But the thing, what they've done so well with this Flash film, and I didn't want to, I, I nearly alluded to this earlier when we were talking about it, but I didn't want to because I didn't want to spoil it, is that this film, as we've said, is the Flash's film, right? Yeah. So you've got him as the lead, him as the supporting role, but he's the villain as well. He is the villain of this film. Yeah. He's the one that keeps, as we see, he becomes Dark Flash, this, that, and the other. He's the one that becomes the evil character that is constantly trying to stop that battle and stop Batman from dying, stop the Supergirl from yeah. dying. He becomes the villain of the piece. And it's because of that that, that again, helps our Barry from, you know, the, 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 the normal timeline, you know, grow even more and realise this is wrong. Yeah. Um, do you reckon Ezra Miller could get a nomination for Best Supporting? Not, not after what's happened. <laughs> yeah, probably. you're probably right. Um, 
Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because it was awesome, like all of that. Like I thought it was really great, and it was like we we we've spoke about range and stuff and emotional levels and everything. But that whole sequence, that battle sequence at the end with Zod and everyone, and and you know he's wanting to get the whatever it is out of Supergirl. I forgot what the actual thing yeah, that he needs or, what, or whatever. Yeah, the codex, this and that. So he's getting you know every single time you know he they they keep losing. Batman Batman dies one way, then they reverse it again. Batman dies another way. Supergirl keeps it just yeah. keeps happening, keeps happening, and to see. Barry be like, I've genuinely ballsed up here. Like, yeah. as in, I've changed too much. I've gone back. I've saved, yeah, I've saved my mum, which is great. But now I, I have to undo that, which then causes the younger Barry in that, obviously in those, in well, for how many years he's constantly yeah. changing time to become quite, you know, vengeful and, 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 and you know, hateful towards yeah. that Barry or, or towards the, the, the this time pocket that he can't change becoming that dark flash it's, it was honestly it was so well structured with that yeah and again it's it's, it's kind of like the, the character journey that Barry goes on he has to realise yeah. that um, certain things are fixed certain things we can't or shouldn't change yeah. so yeah we're just gonna have to let him die mate like yeah. like let's let, like let's go let's and obviously it's younger Barry's reluctance to accept that um, which obviously drags the whole thing out for a bit longer, but um, yeah, I was I was quite surprised that there was like three barriers. Yeah, like yeah. I, I wasn't expecting. I didn't see that coming. Um, I thought it was like the journey to get Barry his powers back, and then Zod shows up, and it's like, oh crap, we've got to deal with him. Uh, I didn't realize there was something else going on entirely, which which was a nice surprise. Yeah, and this is it. I think that that is because we got a glimpse of obviously the Dark Flash or whatever a few times when. Um, when Barry was going back and forth yeah. in time before he balls everything up, but that's when I thought that you know you got to see the uh, the real horror side of you know Andy Andy Machete and uh, what he's done with it and stuff because there was a bit of a jump scare once we when you first see the dice it's kind of that like quick like, brah, like kind yeah. of in your face purple evil thing and then you're like what's going on there and then obviously it's the dark flash that punches Barry out of the the speed zone that yeah. pushes him into 2013, thus far creating that, that new timeline. Yeah. It was just honestly like a, a really, really solid, solid script. Like I, I know we've been banging about it a lot already, but the way that they worked with that, and as I said, to have him as, as I said, the, the lead, the support and the villain was just remarkable. And just while we're obviously touching upon the actual, the, that multiverse sequence, when you've got, this evil Barry who's constantly, the Dark Barry that is, Dark Flash, sorry, who's constantly trying to change it, trying to change it. And it's like, he ages, he's like, how old, how old? something like so many years he's been doing that. And yeah. in doing so, he's ripping open the fabric of everything, basically. And this is where we get to see some absolutely glorious, like little little cameos. You know, you've got Christopher Reeve in there, obviously you get to see, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve and the original Supergirl, forgive me, I um, forgot her name. Do you remember? Yeah. But they, they pop up, obviously, for a brief moment. I think the biggest kind of like, oh, this is great, is when we got to see the Nick Cage version of Superman, yeah. which, again, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I heard about this um, months ago, and I thought it was just the internet taking yeah. a mic. Yeah. I really did think that, what do you mean, Nick? They're not going to do Nick Cage fighting yeah. the spider. Like that's just so far yeah. left field. It's it's just internet nonsense. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, they're actually right. Yeah, yeah, not what not what we was expecting at all. Because we also got to see obviously the very first like depiction of the Flash from like the thirties. I think was it the black and white kind of one we got yeah. to see uh, the one with the silver um, yeah. the ha- um, hat on Jay Garrick. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, really nice. And we spoke about origin stories and stuff, but just to see all these different things and such. I guess the my only my only thing that I was I thought was strange was that they didn't they we saw the back of obviously Henry Cavill's Superman, but it would have been maybe nice to have seen. Henry Cavill again or something, but is that again? Is that because the de- for me that's kind of a, a gun, a James Gunn move of being like, well, actually, we're recasting Superman. Yeah. Everyone associates Henry Cavill with Superman. I don't want to do that again, kind uh, of yeah. thing. We kind of want to leave this film without Henry Cavill being yeah. being known as the Superman. Yeah, because the other cameo in this as well, uh, if you've seen the film, you'll know. We're talking about spoilers, so here we are. Is obviously Wonder Woman is in the film as well. She's oh, got yeah. a quick one at the start. Obviously, yeah, she's yeah, the one that she sa- she saves Batman, obviously yeah. with the bank robbery, this and that. That was really great. I actually, for, for whatever reason as well, I I knew, but oh, we knew Batman, Batfleck was going to be in it, but I forgot that obviously Jeremy Irons, well, I didn't know that Jeremy Irons was going to pop up. Yeah, again, I suppose everywhere there's a Bruce Wayne, there's got to be an Alfred as well. So yeah. um, that was quite good. Yeah, I mean, they kept that one quiet. Yeah. Hold more thoughts on The Last Batman. I want to come to that in a second, obviously, because my goodness, and I'm sure everyone else is waiting for that, for us to talk about it, whoever's listening, or two of them who are listening or whatever it is. But hold that thought in a second, because Michael Keaton's Batman obviously talks about the multiverse and his explanation obviously involves spaghetti, which is fantastic. I thought that that was a really good visual aid 
of the multiverse by having him present these two uncooked spaghettis to then the actual ball of it by saying, yeah, some timelines are going to go next to each other here, but then everything's kind of, you know, wiggly and over there. And then what you've done is, boof, you've absolutely just (laughs) torn open the fabric of the universe kind of thing. It did make it simple. It was almost like, have Marvel really delved into their explanation of the multiverse? They have, but only, for me, only in in the Loki series. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, yeah, with like the TV, like yeah, stuff. with the TVA, the TVA expa- explaining the branching timelines yeah. and the fact that one one event can then have like four, five, six, seven, eight yeah. different branching variations of that one event. Yeah. So it's almost like how crucial one event could be in in any in any kind of in yeah. anything really. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think Bruce's explanation of how the multiverse or his interpretation of, of how the multiverse works also it just goes to show how smart Bruce Wayne is. Again, yeah. in whatever dimensional um, universe you're in, Bruce Wayne is going to have a kick-ass suit and he's going to know stuff. Yeah. And he's going to have a cool car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't get to see the car in action yeah. though, isn't it? It's a shame we didn't get to see the Batmobile, but we got to see the Batwing, which was absolutely fine. Um, I also thought it was really ace, because you say about how, how clever Bruce Wayne is and, and you know, this depiction obviously from Michael Keaton again is 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 marvelous, but like it's him that gives Barry his powers back, obviously yeah. by you know creating the electric, the right charge, yeah. and the chemicals, this and that. Because as we've established, he loses his powers. I didn't see that coming either. No, didn't, didn't see, see that, that coming. coming at all. I mean, I remember seeing that bit from the trailer where there's <laughs> lightning passing from him to another Barry, yeah. but I just thought it was just <clears throat> that's just I don't know. It's just giving him powers as well. So, yeah. oh, but we've both got powers. Um, so no, seeing him lose his powers and then seeing him realize that actually I can't, I can't get back home. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Um, I thought that that bit as well when we spoke about like them te- making fun of his run. Yeah. That moment when he tries to run yeah, and he tries. just looks absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous was hilarious. Yeah. Like the cinema was in absolute. I mean, the cinema was chuckling all the way through. Like we yeah. were saying, I don't think there's, I don't think we've had that kind of laugh, that that kind of fun in the cinema in a long time. Yeah, definitely. There was a guy behind us that was like, yeah. absolutely loving he it. Loving he it, yeah. absolutely loved the yeah. whole thing. Um, but no, I think it was good. Um, yeah, that bit where where Barry where they're taking the piss out of Barry's run style of running, yeah. I thought it was genius. Yeah, because I thought about it, and I saw everyone that sees the way that Barry Allen runs as the Flash, you probably think, why is he so theatrical with flicking up his hands and his pose and stuff like that? And then um, it was really good when they kind of like joked on it as well. Yeah, it, it was it was absolutely awesome. That um, just just some great. Like I said the, the like we said with the with the actual growth of Barry himself as well, and we spoke about like the emotional side of it, and that yeah, obviously the the, the younger Barry eventually does realise that he has to stop the dark stop Dark Flash by therefore sacrificing himself. Yeah, and, and you and know up until that moment, the younger Barry was an annoying little so and so. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually quite liked the fact that. Um, like Barry Allen could have like sees himself as an eighteen year old and think, God, you was annoying, weren't you? Yeah. Like, damn, you're annoying. Like, shut up and listen, yeah. kids. Like, yeah. um, and then obviously, then you get kind of showed that Barry isn't good with people. Like, the only person he really gets on with, gives him the kind of the time of day, seems like it's the woman in the in the coffee shop where he gets a sandwich in the morning, yeah. and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. The only one, they're the only ones that kind of chat to him and like actually interact with him as a person. Everyone else finds him annoying. Everyone else takes the mick because he's always late for work. Everyone else kind of like, oh, you're busy um, trying to investigate your, your dad's murder again. Like, yeah, you'll yeah. like give up on that kind of thing. Everyone is like that. And it's only, it takes him to see how he is in, in the past to kind of understand who he is now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was genius. It was really great. Yeah, really, really excellent. I really liked his relationship as well with uh, the character Iris, which, again, great move to have Iris Westin played by uh, is it is it Casey Clemens? I think I think that's the actress, actress's name. But again, I thought that was cool because obviously she was she she never well she was in the Schneider Cut, but she wasn't in the actual original Justice League, and that yeah. sequence was marvelous. Um, and, and I like how the thing that she's like, I've, I've we've yeah. met before, like I've seen you somewhere before. It's like yeah, when I saved your life um, a couple of years ago, yeah. sort of thing. But obviously, I can't say that. Yeah. Um, yeah see me in that four hour cut of a film that never got released but should have got released and only so many people watching this film have actually seen that film so yeah I mean I was going to say if, if you've got the four hours to spare four and a half hours whatever check out the Snyderverse as well yeah. oh 100% yeah 100% it's amazing the Schneider cut it's re- again one of the best superhero films that there's been but as we've established is that Bruce Wayne you know with the spaghetti thing is is that you know you can you, it's not it's not so much changing the future you're changing the past as well it's kind of like that it's yeah. like that ripple effect in that 
even if you change a small moment, it's not just going to change what's going to come next, but it's going to change what came before. And that's where it obviously leads to once Barry then, you know, he just does a small thing, obviously, because the main the main thing with the situation with his father is, is that he's trying to find the right, you know, alibi or basically the camera angle with the store when he, uh, Barry's dad left the home, obviously, to go get a new yeah. uh, another tin of tomatoes that his mum needed. And in that time of him being out of the house, his mum is sadly obviously killed, which, yeah. by the way, they don't say who did that. No. Now, what, you know what I mean? Like, are they going to come back to that they, eventually? They, is that going to be like another thing? Should. That should be the, the shoe-in for, for the Flash 2. Yeah. You can explain that. You can, I mean, because obviously I know the story, but I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Okay, but please. it's 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 worth investing. Yeah. There's someone that intentionally sort of does stuff. Because okay. um, yeah. that's the thing, because you, you, you could argue it could, it could be the Flash that was to have done that. But I mean, because the, 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 they went down the route of obviously the, the, the Flash. He goes back in time to put the tin of tomatoes in the trolley yeah. so that that will never happen yeah. and, and thus that creates this chain of events yeah. but the, the the it's just the the little thing that he had to do which he realised at the end is that he didn't have to do a massive thing like that all he had to do was make sure that his dad was seen on scene like obviously we know he has to sacrifice his yeah. mum which is something that the younger Barry's really like as if you're going to do that yeah. that's what turns him into the dark flash this and that but like it's that realisation that you can't have everything like as Bruce Wayne says it's the scars that make us that, that define who we are yeah. today that make us who we are the people that we are today and like it was just a cool moment that it, you know we get to see that court case at the end we get to see that he has then moved the tin of tomatoes to the top shelf so yeah. that his dad has to look up and therefore clears his name and it's like he's always had his dad in his life albeit behind bars at this moment because that's, that's well that's how he's been for however many years and yeah. such but the fact that his mum's never been there, that's what has to stay the same. And that's where the emotional levels of it came in, I felt, because it was really, really tough. That moment between them two in the supermarket at the end when he like gives her a hug and stuff it was really, really emotional. Because at the end, obviously, then we've got... He changes that, and then he gets a phone call from Bruce Wayne. Everything seems to be great. He's going to be going on a date with Iris, this yeah. and that. He's going to go for some food with her. Gets a phone call from Bruce, and you could tell straight away on the phone that that's not Ben Affleck who's talking. I was like, who's coming? Who's going to turn up? Because there was rumours about... Christian Bale potentially being yeah. in this film as well or, or for example they may introduce who the new Batman is going to be for the Brave and the Bold that's and, what I was expecting well is this what we're going to get you know what I mean because out steps Mr George Bloody Clooney and again as Barry says who the fuck is that like I mean I, I love how it's the same car that you see Bruce Wayne driving earlier in when everything's in a normal universe normal timeline it's the same car and then when you, you obviously you see the shoes and whatever you, and then you see and it's like George Clooney. Yeah. Where, where where's he come from? <laughs> I let out the biggest laugh at that moment. I think everyone in the cinema either had a laugh or what the hell kind yeah. of reaction because obviously George Clooney famously did the awful Batman and Robin film where they had nipples in the bat suit this and that. But for me, it's like I it's not the same nostalgia hit that the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla film has where I know it's trash but I enjoy it. That film is just trash. It's got like it's just cheese. It's just the night that that nineteen ninety film the nineteen ninety film Batman and Robin of George Clooney and 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 is Chris that, O'Donnell. Is that, um... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, it oh, is, okay, yeah. yeah. So basically, that whole film was just a big toy commercial. That's all it was. It was like, how many Batsuits can Batman fit in? How many different things can we yeah. sell for this character? And that's why it flopped, because it was just literally just like, right, look at this set piece, this set piece, this this could be a toy, this could be a toy. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty... Because George Clooney's a great actor. Like, he is a very good he actor. He's a very good actor. And they've already said that the Brave and the Bold Batman is going to be an older Batman. So the question is, would you be happy with George Clooney being the DCU's Batman? <sighs> Or would you rather just someone new? I would rather someone new, but I was expecting them to give us someone new, and yeah. I'm confused now. Yeah. Well, this is it, because the que- that, that, this is the question that we're, that we're all going to be asking. Is this going to be the new Batman well, moving forward? Way, if I see a, a different actor playing Batman, I'm going to think instantly, so Barry must have gone back in time again. Yeah. He must have tried something else. Yeah. He must have, what, um, stopped the... the, the tomato truck from delivering the, t- the t- tomatoes to the store yeah. on that day or whatever he decided to fix it yeah. um, or just his mum opens the, the cupboard and there's just loads of tomatoes tomato, just fall, just out, fall out, out or something um, yeah how, how are they going to explain George Clooney or are they not going to explain George Clooney just move on well this is it because it's such a it's so it's so strange because it's like I liked it. I liked the cameo, but it opens up a lot more questions because I understand from from a lot of people what I've been saying in, in their reviews that have been out for the last couple of weeks, we've got to see an early screening of it, is that they didn't actually show who it was. The film actually originally ended where the car pulled up, a pair of feet get out of the car, and Barry reacted with, who the fuck is that? And then it was like, it just finished. Oh. And right. so, like, people were like, oh, that's great. That's a great idea because yeah. we know we're going to get a new Batman. Yeah. But then by putting a face on it, of obviously being George Clooney, 
what's it's either it's either just a gag a joke or it is actually going to be you know what i mean it's where are they going with that i mean I, don't get me wrong i liked it i laughed i thought it was funny i thought it was like oh my goodness what extra you know what i mean one last kind of hurrah of a cameo yeah. but it is now a little bit like you say is you now going to have to change things again to then get someone else in line? And, and maybe you, you, the audience is going to have to just accept that, and yeah. maybe that's just between the us and uh, like the audience and, yeah. and the flesh yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Anyways, I thought it was a tremendous cameo. If, if, if anything, it kind of made me, I, I felt happy for George Clooney to get because people are going to see this and they're going to erupt because it's like. As if, like, yeah, we we know how bad that film is, but he's he wasn't he's he's not a terrible actor at the end of the day, and he was just given a bad bad script with that Batman film. But it's yeah. but my other thing as well is is that like we've got Robert Pattinson as Batman. Obviously, this is meant to be, albeit other than apparently a cameo in Aquaman two that Ben Affleck. This is his swan song. This is it. He's done. Right. How do we need to keep bringing up new Batman? You know what I mean? Like, do we need to keep I, doing I this? I think it's the way of the world. Like, you get a new James Bond every few years. You're gonna get a new Batman every few years. Um, it'll probably happen with Spider Man eventually. Tom Holland's not gonna be Spider Man aged for forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's gonna be Spider Man height, but not Spider Man age forever. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just you just got a like your favorite character is gonna get recast. Yeah. That, that that and that's absolutely fine by me. It's just that. Batman seems to be getting a lot of yeah. a lot of actors playing that role, and and just by throwing in that cheeky cameo at the end, like you say, for me, it's either a case of you're either sticking with that and you're going to run with George Clooney being in the Brave and the Bold, which yeah. I don't think will happen, or you're going to have to explain why there is yet another Batman. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, again, only the diehards like us will probably care. Um, so people will be like, oh, George Clooney is in it yeah. and not think of anything of it because they've not seen a terrible mess of yeah. the George Clooney Batman film before. Yeah. It kind of makes sense in a way if you think about it because... So the other thing as well, um, just quickly, is that Michael Keaton films this scene as well. The set photos you can find online, leaked set photos of him outside the court, coming out of the car, in the same suit as well, blue suit. What? He filmed scenes for this as well. Now, if you think about it... And I always forget this because so you got the, the the first Batman films, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah. They're all the same, even though it's different actors. Yeah, it's the same. same Batman. They're supposed to be the exactly the same character because it's the same Alfred, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the same Alfred. Obviously, you've got Robin who stays the same Robin from yeah. Forever to Batman and Robin. Sorry, yeah. same everything. Yeah. So like, it does make sense if you look at it that way. That it's kind of like a, it's like a Doctor Who thing, like a regenerate. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it that? I don't know. George Clooney. Like, give us someone else random. I, it would have just made as, as much sense. It makes less sense it being George Clooney than it does than, than the other way around. Yeah. I, I, I think if I was to, as much, I can't stress enough how much I did like this cameo at the end. I'm not slating it. I think it was freaking great. Um, I would have loved it if it was Michael Keaton that had turned up at the end, rather than obviously, because it had it, been like, it's not the it, what, what Barry should be thinking, oh, it's going to be my Batman, my Batfleck yeah. kind of thing outsets Michael Keaton they have kind of like a holy hell as if this has happened and then they ride off into the sunset together as yeah. best mates kind of thing yeah. I'd have quite liked that but I think that it was just I, the, the only the, the, the ways that I would have probably done it is either um, Keaton or end it ambiguous with the whole who the, he, who the hell is who the F is that and leave it at that what you've, you've said about the um, leaving it a- ambiguous like there is a new Bruce Wayne and no one knows and you won't find out until, until the, film. the film yeah it's just that's perfect yeah, yeah. um I'm a little bit disappointed now that that's not how they ended it. But fair enough, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a scriptwriter. I don't work in Hollywood. I don't work for Warner Brothers. Yeah. They can they can do as they like. Yeah, I mean they're they're the main components yeah. of the spoils that we want yeah. to get into. Really, it's just um, it was just great, wasn't it, mate? It was just yeah, absolutely it was, great. It was a really good experience, and it, I think we we're starting to get sport again. We're starting to go and watch superhero films, and they're actually good. Yeah. So, listeners, just listen to me. Trust me. Go into a superhero film thinking it could be okay. Yeah. And if it's anything above that, then it's a bonus. Because I definitely did that with this film. Yeah. Definitely thought definitely. this was just going to be all right. Yeah. And I've come out being like, holy, holy yeah. hell. Um, and the, and the, on the other plus side with the superhero films, we were saying on the on the Guardians pod that we did together, you were saying, look, Marvel, just chill out. Just take your time with it. Please. Obviously, because the writer's strike, things yeah. are now being pushed yeah, back. I think everyone's got no choice. You've got to slow down. You've got to think about it. You've got to maybe look at doing less rewrites and less yeah. changing of what we've what we've originally agreed on. Um, and I think this will be good. Um, this will be good for everyone. Yeah, it definitely will be. Um, I'm really chuffed to see that Avengers films are getting pushed back because 
God, if they turn... I mean, I know, I know we're moving on to Marvel very quickly, but Jesus Christ, if they turned out terrible, I think that there'd be an absolute uproar on the... Uh, yeah, I think that yeah. Kevin Feige would be out of a job. So so Aquaman is definitely this year. I believe so. And then... Oh, that's the other thing, obviously, the post credit scene. What the hell was that about? Oh, like, yeah. with, with, with Aquaman, very quickly, obviously, because that's where I was thinking... Because the, the question is, we, we've been putting out in this podcast is, is this a one-and-done Barry Allen? Is this Ezra Miller done now? Like, they're no longer going to be The Flash. But that can't possibly be that when the post credit scene is him talking to Aquaman, who clearly obviously is still in this timeline, telling Aquaman about his adventure and what he's been up to. Yeah. So therefore, well, the Flash is going to be sticking around. Yeah, and the fact that um, like Barry is trying to explain to um, Aquaman that, um, no, so in all these different universes, each Batman's different. And, yeah. and he's like, but I'm the same. And it's like, well, you're not even in one of them. But then, never mind. Let's, yeah. like, um, let, let's go. And then Aquaman falls in a puddle. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was silly and again probably needless. I don't think it needed the post credit sting, but yeah. we're just used to that now, aren't we? And that's the thing. Okay, so going forward, if you're going to put a post credit scene in, can it please make sense or yeah. at least be relevant to the damn film we've watched? Yeah, this is, I'd be happy with that. I, and granted, yes, it was technically relevant to what we'd seen, but yeah. a bit of a stretch. I'd have maybe have liked to have seen maybe Supergirl or something. And they at least set up set up the president that Barry and um, what's his name Arthur go drinking. Yeah. So like the start of the that's why Barry's late because he was up with Arthur drinking last night, yeah. which is why he's late for work again. Yeah. Like okay, it makes more sense. Like full circle. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something something like that. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So we have. I think Aquaman is that the next. I think that is the next DC is, film. But then again, after Aquaman, have we then got to wait for James Gunn's? It's not. It's not the next film. Blue Beetle's next. Oh, right, okay. Which James Gunn has said that the Blue Beetle is the first DCU character, but Superman will be the first DCU film. <laughs> so I'm going to use Blue Beetle in the future, yeah, yeah. and I like this project enough for it to go out. Yeah. And, okay, okay, we'll have to and wait. And again, though, I'm going into Blue Beetle thinking it's going to be pretty average. Yeah. But it could be even better than could, that. Could be the sleep hit of the year. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see, mate. But it's been absolutely great and glorious as always to have you featured on. It's nice to talk about something without... Like, I, I, the, the only nitpick I think I've spoke about is it's been minor stuff. So it's really great to, to talk about a superhero film, in particular with yourself, and it just be fully praised, really. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's good to not have an issue with the villain for a change. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it was an all-round fantastic script, um, really, really excellent, and... People go see it. But mate, as always, thank you so much for, for joining me. It's been a blast. No, mate. Thanks for having me, as always. And listeners, thank you so much for listening into this podcast. Do let us know if you've seen The Flash, what your thoughts are on The Flash. How does it rank in your DC films? All that jazz. Let's talk about spoils. Let's talk about the multiverse. You know what to do. Jump onto the socials. But until the next episode, take care. <laughs>